You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. Beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Hallelujah. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host of this podcast, but I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. There's lots of great articles, wonderful podcasts as well, and so much great and fantastic content for your eyes and your ears. For this episode, we are going to be talking about MCU stuff. Shocker, right? We never talk about the MCU. I know, right? Uh, It's been our topic of conversation lately, and that's fine because there's so much to do. It's kind of like a buffet. It's kind of like a menu at a diner. Oh, shit. He said the name. Oh, my God. Um, We're going to (laughs) be. He did the thing. We're going to be talking about Loki, the most recent uh, MCU release on Disney Plus as far as their TV series uh, are concerned. And again, didn't disappoint as far as uh, what they've done so far uh, in the television uh, medium. Joining me for this podcast, as always, I have my two stalwart co-hosts. I have uh, the one, the only, he's got an album dropping on July 30th. It's called Rage Quit. You can find it on any of the streaming services. Uh, you know him, you love him. His name is MC Brooks. It's never too late to reinvent the bicycle. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I may need more context on that one, but okay. Fair. System um, of the Dow lyric. Is it really? <laughs> it is. Now I'm trying to think of what song that is. Shit. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. The Jack Jax was asking the other day, he's like, can I listen to System of a Down? And Sandy and I both looked at each other awkwardly and we we're like, um, not yet. <laughs> you're almost there, dude. You're, you're getting there. Um, we've also got uh, a equally talented artist, but in a different medium that is the visual arts. He's also... Uh, a member of the Gift of Gab Club because he does love to speak, but he's easily, when I have a question about a movie, when I have a question about a comic book line, like as far as like an entire series or an entire like story arc, he's my go-to because I know that one, he'll know about it, but two, he will tell it to me in my favorite medium and that is uh, story form and that is James Rambo. 
Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, guys, let's talk about Loki. Because let me tell you, uh, that series, when I didn't, when I thought it was going to be weird and I was looking forward to it being weird, boy, did it not disappoint. <laughs> like, I thought that maybe we would just get, like, to scratch the surface. Just, like, a, enough weird for you to be like, all right, all right, okay, fair enough. You, you got, you, you hit the bare minimum. Good job. No, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Fuck all of that. We're doing the craziest shit you possibly can think of. We're going to, like, take this timeline and we're going to blow it into a thousand pieces and there's going to be a million variants and there's going to be a fucking alligator and there's going to be an old British actor that's going to be there too and like there's a fucking black Loki with Thor's hammer isn't that crazy you're goddamn right it is like there was just like every thing single thing you could think of they just went over the top with it and it was outstanding I really enjoyed how diverse this show was in the sense that like where you thought it might go it, it was like nope we're going somewhere completely different and we're yep. going to make this even weirder and odder and like it, it was it, it really really was very entertaining um i'll get into my critiques on it in a little bit but i want to start off with the positive because we like to sh showcase the positive here on at the diner um let's go around the room um mr brooks give me your impressions and then mr rambo if you could if you know like was this taken directly from a, an arc or is this like kind of what Marvel's been doing lately where it's like an amalgamation of like six different arcs Mr. Brooks kick us off please alright um so I, I think so I'll say like I, I ended up really really liking the Loki series and I was very much looking forward to it uh, I, it, I think of the stuff that was announced for this year um, I, I would say it was probably like come somewhere in the middle in terms of my excitement. Like I was excited for WandaVision, excited for Falcon the Winter Soldier, definitely excited for for the uh, for the What If series uh, when that when that releases. And Loki, like I like I, I I've always enjoyed the character of Loki, but I've never been like a fanboy of Loki like a, like a lot of people like a lot of people are. Like I'm not so obsessed over him that I'm like need more. But I I, I generally like. The character and i was i was really curious to see you know where exactly the series was was going to be because judging from the trailer like i remember when we all when we all saw the trailer and we were like wow that looks wacky as fuck but also very fun and i don't think the series disappointed in that in that regard either because it, it essentially did everything it needed to do with the loki character but also did what it needed to do in order to make certain things that we had been hearing about make sense going forward. For example, we kept hearing rumors on rumors about, you know, um, very like uh, they're doing live action Spider-Verse um, uh, in uh, the, the upcoming Spider-Man movie. And, you know, all of these different people from former franchises are going to be popping up in Doctor Strange 2. And we're all just like, well, what the fuck? Because WandaVision didn't set up the multiverse. Falcon and Winter Soldier obviously didn't, but you know Loki surprisingly was the what was the thing that that kind of gave us the answers we were looking for as far as like why we were hearing about these random things and like what's the reasoning behind it? Because um, I think on the on the micro level, you really you really got to uh, well for one we get to spend more time with with Loki because you know the Loki we all have fallen in love with had kind of his arc had kind of come full circle. Um, and um, uh, when he died at the very beginning of Endgame, or was it Infinity War? It was Infinity War he died, right? Infinity War. 
Well, whichever one he yeah. died. Uh, yeah, whichever one it was. Um, yeah, like we've seen, we like we his arc had come full circle, and he was in some ways kind of a redeemed character by that point. But this Loki is you know not a redeemed character. He's the same kind of stubborn, selfish, you know, narciss- narcissist that we we knew from uh, those first couple from his first couple appearances. And so it was, it was very interesting to see um, kind of what the what the journey was going to be like for him and what kind of story they were going to be interested in, in telling and why did they choose this particular uh, form of Loki and like what, what what exactly were they going to, to do with it. And then, like I said, I, th- I've, I think they did a good job in you know, the micro level, really kind of ex- exploring um loki as a as a character and um on a macro level you know setting up for phase four and uh, you know some of the things that we have coming forward um i i would i will say i wanted to I do want to give marvel credit because I, I think they got a lot of the casting right for loki it's a very diverse series um in terms of uh you get owen wilson who's always a delight uh, to play mobius m mobius um uh Gugu and Batara who played um Renslayer uh Wumi Mosaku uh who was just in Lovecraft Country um uh playing B15 um and then you had um uh what's her name who played um Sylvie I can't remember her name right now but I, they they did a really good job with the cast and I think ultimately the series did what it needed to do and it didn't hold back on really pulling out the the punches. Um, I, I I do think it was like but like compared to some of the previous series, it was kind of a little dialogue heavy. But I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I do think the 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 action that we did get was cool. It was like the the fight scenes were not great. I, I don't think, but ultimately overall, it's a watchable series and it's a very enjoyable series. And more than anything else, it, it made me very excited for whatever Marvel yep. has coming uh, coming up. Uh, actress's name is Sophia DiMartino. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And like I I agree with the the fight scene thing, but actually, and like, and this is just my take on it. Like, I, it wasn't necessary. You don't. This wasn't a a fight choreogra- uh, choreography heavy series in the first place, and that really wasn't what it was about. Right. And the things, and the, and then the things that they actually did, where there was fighting, like it was, it was fine. I was okay with it. Like it was, it wasn't enough. Like it wasn't like Iron Fist season one, where it was so bad it was like noticeable. But like yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was good enough. You know, like I'm, I'm cool. It works. That's yeah, fine. Like I guess. It, it, it was, it was yeah. passable. It was passable for 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 what it was. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. Mr. Rambo, what say you about Loki? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the things I like the most about it are what it sets up for the MCU overall. Um, unfortunately, I think that also ends up being its biggest detriment. Um, but I thought, you know, I mean, Tom Hiddleston is very charming uh, and fun to watch as Loki. I thought there were a lot of um, cool additions to the MCU with the show overall. Uh, not the least of which was Richard E. Grant as classic Loki, which was oh, yeah. fucking great. Um, and you know, talk about introducing a character within what in 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 two episodes, three episodes, two episodes. Uh, we we get the character, uh, they die, 
and they go out in one of the greatest single moments in the MCU. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and like you know, you can't can't be mad at a, a, the introduction of uh, of a character like uh, Croaky. Um, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> just beam fodder for days. We already we're already getting merch from that character. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that that character was it was also created for the show. Yes, yes, he was. Um, or yes, they were. I don't know. Sex, sex like creature. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was. Sort of shit. <laughs> I thought it was really charming and really fun. Uh, I will say it was a little slow in places that, and that kind of bugged me. Um, but overall, I was pretty like to say it is my least favorite of the three Disney Plus MCU shows. Um, is is not the damning praise it sounds like i have enjoyed all three of these shows immensely it just so happens that in order i have liked the first one the most the second one the second most and the third the third most agreed and that's yeah. fine yeah yeah i'm i'm down keep it going but yeah so that's 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 the positives i have to say like all yeah all the performances were great um i love the 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 look and feel of the show um it is very specific and very carefully cultivated. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just really charming and really engaging. Um, and I'm very excited to see what they do with, uh, with everything they set up. So to kind of bring back the initial question that I, that I asked, um, is this, I, I know that a lot of the characters are pulled from comic book arcs, but like, was any of this like, oh yeah, this is directly from this particular thing, or is it just kind of like, kind of like a, a buffet for them? They just picked and choose. They're like, well, I'm going to take Mobius from this storyline, and oh, we'll take um, um, He Who Remains from this one, and we're going to take uh, the, because I, I know the, the whole croaky thing is based on the concept that there's a frog Thor, right? Which we see very yeah, briefly, yeah, but we yeah. see, and apparently yeah. was uh, was cut from. There was supposed to be a scene where uh, where our Loki gets knocked out by him, um, but unfortunately was uh, was cut for time and or budget, um, which is a huge disappointment. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's he's there, um, and his um, the jar he's in the label. Is like I think T three sixty five, which is the issue of Thor that introduces them. Yep, that's kind of cool. So it, it's not one direct series; it's like like a bunch just kind of smashed together. Yeah, I, to the best of my knowledge, there's there, yeah, this isn't a specific um, uh, storyline that's adapted. This is more that this is more of a um, like like you said, the buffet kind of thing. Uh, of, like, like a like a best of basically. Sure, picking ideas and characters like the TVA uh, is definitely from uh, from the comic. Um, he who remains like the term I believe refers to somebody else. He's he's Immortus is, is is the character. Yeah, yeah, basically, um, yeah. And uh, and and like if you look at the Immortus costume from the uh, from the comics, he's basically wearing that minus the hat. Um, but uh, yeah, this is it's very much uh, it's the MC doing what they're what they're good at, which is. We're going to take all the things that we need in order to make the story work and we're going to put those together and here you go um so yeah there's there's to the best of my knowledge there's no specific story like this 
Which honestly, like I, I kind of like that they do. I know a lot of purists are not fans of that. They're like, well, why couldn't you just use the stories in the comic books? Those were great. Those were wonderful. But then you know what's going to happen. And I and I like that by changing this up, this mixes it up. And right. they, they they've done this with a lot of different series, not just Marvel stuff too. They've done that with Stephen King. Um, uh, adaptations where it's not exactly the same ending as the book or there's certain things that they change for various reasons and i just think that that's honestly it's it's it kind of is fun it it, it it makes it more interesting it keeps people on their toes because you may think you know how things are going to end and then it doesn't end like that you're just like yeah. oh well well shit here we go so that makes for a lot of fun um i want to yeah. talk about um first off like the implications like this I mentioned it in my comments. Holy shit. This is literally like the Marvel version of Pandora's box. Cause like everything is now on the, on the, the table. Anything is possible. Like there is infinite timelines that branch off of other infinite timelines that like, there's so much shit. I and mean, like, yeah. And like, if you think about it with this, this essentially, can kind of do for Marvel if if they if they want to they don't have to do this but if they want to they can kind of treat this the same way DC did with Crisis on Infinite Earth in which you can make these properties these random DC properties from throughout your history that are not connected to anything and you can say oh no 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 it's just you know it's this timeline here where this movie took place like oh yeah the five, the, the X-Men movies from the 2000s oh yeah no no that's this that's this timeline right here yep uh, you know, like you, you pretty much have free range to kind of go in any in any direction to canonize or not canonize uh, anything. The 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 the, the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. If you like, if you want to say, you know, all the events that took place in those are on this branch timeline. Cool. And then with 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 seemingly everything uh, crossing, you know, crossing over, like. Uh, with uh, with all the overlap and stuff that we know is crossing over, like for example, in we know in Spider-Man No Way Home that we have uh, villains from two different Spider-Man movies that are not MCU that are going to be reprising their roles in that movie. So it's very, it's very easy to bring in anybody you may want to potentially bring in, like I don't know Matt Murdock, <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Jones, Kingpin. You know, Punisher, like you can, the, the 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 possibilities are truly kind of endless as far as what they what they want to do, if they want to bring back someone who was part of a really popular Marvel franchise or had a really good depiction of the character, and you want to, you know, attach them to a particular <laughs> movie or a TV show, like hey, perchance by suggestion, nothing in particular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just whatever. <laughs> you can you can really do it. Like it it, it is in fact like very very exciting and, and honestly i think that you know like this almost feels like and i don't think it's intentional but it, it does in some ways feel like another way that at least cinematically speaking that marvel is going to upstage what dc is trying to do oh 100 like 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 all this like the flash movie the flash movie doesn't come out until like march of next year or uh yeah no like march of next year it's like it comes out like some like in the same month as doctor strange and and these like so the funny. yeah and that flash <laughs> <laughs> and that flash movie has it's kind of the same kind of ordeal in terms of 
you know, it's gonna have, you know, uh, um, uh, the Batman from, um, um, Michael Keaton's Batman is gonna show up and seemingly Ben Affleck's Batman uh, may be in it. We're gonna get a Supergirl from somewhere. And, you know, seemingly like my guess is that they're gonna use that to try to course correct their, their movie universe. But like leading up to it, we don't really have anything that's kind of leading up to it. Like we have no implications for, for anything because there's nothing coming out. Meanwhile, with Marvel, you have uh, the stuff with WandaVision to, 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 to think about. You have the stuff from Loki to think about. Like, and, and like just from the rumors and stuff that we information we know about, like what's gonna happen in these upcoming films, like it's very exciting. And Marvel is seemingly doing it the right way because they're properly kind of setting up little things so like as i mentioned earlier like it sounds weird like wh why are all these spider spider-man characters from different movies popping up in the same movie what the hell is happening and then you watch the end then you watch loki all the way through and you're like oh yeah that's how they're gonna do it they've done such a good job too of seamlessly tying this stuff together as well yeah. because think think about it like this right when they when loki has the tesseract like land at his feet in Endgame, and then he picks it up and disappears. They knew then what they were gonna do with him. Oh fuck yeah! Oh absolutely! Like they have this shit so planned out They're that it it's really impressive. And like I gotta say, like I I, I haven't done my research, and I and I feel bad for this because you know I'm only the host of a fucking podcast. <laughs> um, but like the guy who played He Who Remains. Um, Jonathan Majors. Oh, his... Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Um, yeah, if, if anybody who's listening, fuck that right guy now is a good actor and I... isn't aware that we are going to be going into all the details. Like, you've already you're you're past three. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're already yeah. in Sorry, spo territory. spoilers, guys. Sorry, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> sucks to be you, nerd. Um, Should have known. <laughs> um, No, but like Jonathan Majors. Like, first off, this dude was so good as. Uh, Immortus, like, what the fuck? Like, this guy had no business being this good. It was like I'm watching this dude, like, just chew scenery in that in the last like what was it like 30 minutes of that episode? Mm -hmm. Like, he just like he had so much fun with it. You could tell. And if I read correctly, most of that shit was improvised. Yep. They, yeah, they a healthy they, amount they of gave, it. Yeah, they 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 kind of gave him free range to you know, to kind of bring, bring it to life. And even, even a lot of the mannerisms, like him jumping up on the desk or on the chair, I don't remember which one, like stuff like that was always improv. That was not written for the character. Yeah, there, yeah. there was a thing where they talked about uh, uh, when they were producing it. Um, uh, when I, I mean, like, like, li like literally during filming, um, having to like kind of be on their toes and you know when he sort of started to to kind of stand up or like gesture upward, they're like, "All right, now keep with him because he's he might. We're not sure where he's going to move, so we're going to keep him in frame." Right. And when he jumped up, they were like, "Ah!" and they caught it. <laughs> like that's that's that take, which is fucking cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. He just man, I I enjoyed the shit out of that, and like just how unfazed he was by anything like no matter what sylvie or loki did they he was just kind of like yeah okay cool and he's like wait yeah. a minute now everything is different so i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen y'all do whatever like <laughs> and what is that final line he had when he was it like see you soon, see you or something soon. Like that? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, 
What's interesting? What's interesting too, and like I, I didn't, I, I wasn't sure if I heard it right. But if you go back and watch the episode where they find out that the, the timekeepers are fake, when they behead, when they when they beheaded, you can you can like wispily hear in the background uh, someone saying "See you soon." Oh shit! Oh shit! And like that's, that's freaking cool. Yeah, and, and like he, he he's uncred he's uncredited, but he voiced all of the the timekeepers in that episode. That's fucking awesome. Oh man, like it, it. I'm just, I'm really excited because here's the difference between him and the big bad from uh, the first three phases. Um, the difference between him and uh, Thanos is Thanos is big and imposing and has this deep Josh Brolin bravado voice where you're just like, oh shit, all right, he's scary. Like he's a force to be reckoned with. Jonathan Majors' performance as Immortus is completely different. It's not imposing. It, it is in a completely different way. He's not big and scary and he's got this big booming voice. No, he fucking knows everything because he's existed forever. Yep. It's and it's it's, un, it's, it's, it's more of an uns, it's it's a really unsettling thing too because in when you when you watch him in that scene it's like you can tell like he's powerful and a little little kind of off a little bit but you're not entirely sure and so like if you like if you're in that like if you were Loki or Sylvie in that moment like you're just unsure if, if you want if you actually want to try anything because you don't that's you don't necessarily know like. You know, one second you're trying to stab him. Next thing you know, you are like crucified upside down on the wall without even realizing anything happened. Yeah, and he's, and, a, whole, he's a whole different level of scary. Exactly. Yeah. And like there in, in that uh, the the uh, the episode of uh, Assembled for Loki that there there were uh, there were there are scenes that featured him in uh, dialogue that would have really kind of showcased it. Like, for example, there's a line that was uh, uh, um, where he says, I try to explain what I'm capable of, but we don't have the million years it would take for you to understand. There, I, I just read a, um, a really interesting piece from uh, Mary Sue about Sylvie's decision uh, and how shockingly the female character is getting a lot of shit from people um, for doing, you know, anything, for doing anything at all. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's essentially just saying, like, Sylvie's right in what she did, both in terms of her character motivation, uh, in terms of, like, what she thinks uh, she needs to do, how she feels and how she reacts. But there's apparently a lot of people being like, oh, it's just another fucking Star-Lord situation. And... That is some fucking nonsense yeah. for a number of reasons, um, not the least of which is, and this article highlights it really well. Um, why is anyone trusting Immortus? Exactly. Why is anyone looking at this dude and being like, "Oh yeah, of course, everything you're saying must be true"? Um, you're clearly here to help everyone, uh, and this authoritarian fascistic regime you've established wherein you are stealing people from their lives and and secretly enslaving them for literal eons um mm -hmm. oh yeah you must be here you must be doing it to protect everyone yes that's it definitely that 
Um, and it's it's you know to go back to, to Mike's point, it's what makes him so much scarier and so much a bigger threat than someone like Thanos, who is physically imposing, who is um, you know like <laughs> Thanos is the guy who beats you up at a bar, and Mortis is the guy that ruins your credit. Um, like he's <laughs> his, his goals are so much larger and further reaching in terms of fucking with you. Um, and it's entirely possible that Mortis really thinks uh, I'm, I'm not gonna keep saying who he remains. Um, that I think we're he, all on the same page with that one, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That he legit thinks that you know what he's doing is the best thing to do and is the safest because any good villain doesn't think they're the villain, they think they're the hero. Um, exactly. but they, but that doesn't mean that he's telling the truth or that he's lying by omission or anything. He could still just be out, oh, excuse me, Jesus, uh, just outright lying, yeah. uh, in saying that like, oh, there's some, like, there's worse than me. Well, I bet there's fucking better than you too, man. Um, <laughs> like, are, are we going to assume that you're just the best possible version of yourself? And even if that's the case in that version of yourself, you have still taken it upon yourself by yourself to be like, oh, no one knows how to do any of the things that need to happen. So I know how everything needs to function across the universe, all of space yep. time. Um, so I'll go ahead and put my plan into action. And this is, yeah. this is definitely the safest and best thing for everyone. Yeah, and, and here's the thing too. Assuming that he's completely telling the truth about literally literally setting everything up the way it is, does it make sense to place blame on Sylvie if he's the one who set the uh, the events in motion for that to occur to begin with? Mm -hmm. Also, uh, as he as he said, you know, I I you know I made the road. You guys are just walking or just walking down it, or however he phrased it. Yeah. Um. So like it doesn't it doesn't make a, a ton of, a ton of sense to like be upset. Well, and furthermore, um, if you're so mad at Sylvie doing this, then don't watch any of the rest of the fucking movies or TV series because yeah. if she, she ruined, ruined everything, she ruined it. So then you don't you fuck, shouldn't then have fuck to watch yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, because again, it, it, and the example also doesn't hold up because again, like with the Star Lord thing, if there's only one scenario in which they beat Thanos then like it didn't matter whether or not they got the gauntlet off there because they weren't like unless everything happened the way it was supposed to all like th th it wouldn't have changed anything whether they got it off or not because they weren't going to beat him then mm -hmm. it, it could only happen the way it was it was supposed to happen and honestly this is actually a good segue into i think i've, I've mentioned this to you guys in the in the in the chat too but um with he, and, and I posted this on Facebook too. Do you think that uh, Immortus? Do you think the the reason that Doctor Strange only saw one potential path to victory was because Immortus set it up for it set it up that way, just so all the events that did happen would take place the way that they, he needed them to? That is a very good question. That is a very interesting idea. And um, also, it also does make sense though, because like we saw Loki get grabbed by the TVA for altering the, the quote-unquote uh, sacred timeline, but he didn't fuck with any of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, like, and, well, I mean, you know, or did he? Yeah, because 
Yeah. Like there's so like I watched the video. I, I watched this video and it was really interesting because it, it was basically and this came out like long before Loki had even come out. But it was it was um, wondering like did Tony Stark know about Kang? Um, based on the um, the machine that they had in Endgame, the one that they used to travel back in time, when Evil Nebula goes to that machine in order to bring Thanos to the modern day, there are two other like other dates uh, that are uh, that are in there, and like they seem like kind of random dates if you don't really think anything about them, but like if you watch them with the context of like everything that we now know to have happened. We know that for one of those dates, uh, one of those dates lines up with the earliest known appearance of the Tesseract, like um, from um, um, with um, Odin. And the other is like set directly sometime after the events of like Iron Man of Iron Man one. And with uh, the fact that Tony had extra pin particles, it's wondering did like was tony uh when he learned everything he learned about time travel and how it works did like was he planning to take additional trips to see or to try to thwart thwart the threat of kang from appearing in some of these other like places in time uh based on that and and yeah. so and, and and also what this also aligns with which which is assuming that tony tony was right we can all we can we, if kang also knew about tony then why wouldn't he set up the pathway so that tony is the one who ends up dying since he's the one who could reasonably warn the others about hit about him that's we're, we're, we're getting into some some <laughs> tinfoil hat stuff but i'm not saying you're wrong yeah it's it's, just, it's, it's super interesting like I like there's still like for me there's there there are probably still some holes in that that probably need to be filled but you know and I'm not and I'm not saying Marvel was was so thoughtful that they literally had all of this planned out that they didn't just kind of back into <laughs> back into it and just kind of ends up lining up correctly but it would be interesting if that's the case yeah absolutely and and I I do think that it becomes more a situation of like we have broad strokes ideas for things um in certain places um and we'll just build off of that as we go um and and to your point earlier about you know being able to to bring in different characters and things this now opens the door to just completely recast captain america iron man whoever you want yep yeah and they can just be a variant yep like you can have steve rogers back in the mcu um, and to anybody who's gonna be like, they can't do that or they shouldn't do it. Like, just please don't just think about what you're going to say and then realize that you shouldn't say it and then yeah. just go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, because these characters are bigger than these, than these individual performances. Um, this could be also, how T'Challa yeah. comes back. Exactly. Or a, a, version, a version of T'Challa could end up, could end up coming back. Yeah, man. There's all kinds of ways to bring it, uh, to do to handle all that stuff, um, and yeah, I this this so okay. So so the the the, the thing I was talking about earlier in terms of this show suffering because of the sort of heavy lifting it has to do. Um, if you look at the three Disney Plus series so far, 
up to this point, this is the one that is the most heavily invested in in moving things forward overall, right? Um, and I, like that's 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 unequivocal. Um, there, there's there's no arguing that this show. I mean, it literally sets up three different movies, um, and like has huge far-reaching consequences for the MCU. Um, now, all three of the series correctly tie in and have repercussions going forward. Um, but I wouldn't even necessarily say that, the, that it happens in order, but the the first two shows managed to be more self-contained while still having lasting consequences, whereas this show is so deeply tied to larger ethereal, more kind of more ethereal concepts. And I think that the focus became we need to do setup and less and became that and less about, you know, we need to tell the best, most coherent story we can. And I think also the fact that they planned to do a season two going into it, it mm -hmm. means that it wasn't so much that we got left with a cliffhanger as we got left with like threads that weren't quite quite tied down. Yeah. And that's a yeah. Um, well, it, it it is in a way, because I'll tell you if <clears throat> I, I had said earlier, you know, I'll give you my critiques on it. The thing that, I, that irked me the most is that, like, we saw all of these things in the uh, trailer for it. And we were just like, oh, fucking President Loki? Hell yeah. Um, he's fucking D.B. Cooper? No shit! Like, and we're all excited about it. And if you take the President Loki and you take the D.B. Cooper Loki and you smash them together into this series and, and you're like, how much time did, did, get, did uh, these two things get as far as like a breakdown percentage wise, how much time was devoted to these two really awesome concepts in the series? It would right. be like 0.01%. They yeah. were mentions, they were quick clips and that was it. Like right. it was really cool. And I was kind of hoping we would get to explore that a little bit more. Cause we still don't really even know why he was DB Cooper other than like, Oh, Phil and I had a bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> and that was it. Like, I want to know more about that. I want to know more about that. I want to know more about Pre president Loki. Like, because these are fascinating concepts to me. Yeah. Um, and like, like Rambo said, you know, like it, it probably suffered from the fact that it was like, Hey, we got to set this uh, multiverse up like now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, a season two um, is going to be exciting. Um, yeah. but yeah, I want to know what happened to the Thor from Sylvie's timeline. Yeah. 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 And I definitely want to know more about, uh, was it, uh, is it proud Thor or triumphant Thor? Oh, uh, Boastful Thor, the, the yeah, Black Bo Thor. Yeah. yeah Boastful Thor. Yeah. Yeah. How did he get Mjolnir? Yeah. I mean, well, it doesn't so much seem like he's a Loki as he's a Loki Thor fusion. Like if you just combine those two characters, that's I, I feel like that's what we got from him. Yeah, and honestly, like I wish we had gotten more more time with him because yeah, he it, 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 like it's very in character for for him to be the one to betray because you know Loki. Um, but, but like I, I wish he had been able to be part of like that that final that final act with uh, Eliath in episode five. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, and and like hell. Talk about Abortus again. Motherfucker just enslaved a fucking sentient being. Yeah, right. <laughs> on him and was like, hey, you're going to be my guard dog, and there's nothing you can do about it, bitch. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? That is yeah. some straight-up villain shit. Anybody yeah. who watched the, the, the end of that series or the end of that season and was like, I can't believe she killed this 
heroic gentleman that was protecting the sacred timeline. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. The guy who's been orchestrating the slavery of people for eons and eons because uh, Mobius is a slave. Um, what's her name? Remslayer is a slave. Like every Her, single person that works in the TVA. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I, he's the good. He's that, the good guy. Well, and arguably, arguably, Remslayer isn't. She knows something. She's, she's like she. Something's up. Either. Because she's very dedicated to somebody she doesn't know, seemingly yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. Like, and 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 like right. that, that her final her final line, you know, about like wanting to go find free will. Like, what does that mean? There's yeah. We I, I feel like we are led to believe that she is in the same position as everybody else in the TVA, but in reality, she was able to either make a choice or she is conscious of the fact that she is someone working uh, uh, either with or alongside of Mortis. Like, she knows something's up. Right. And not in a way of like, oh, she's suspicious. No, like, she's fully fucking aware because she's not denying what's happening. She understands it. And she's just trying to maintain the status quo. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that this is the best thing about the series. So it, it is that it is doing exactly what we're doing right now. It's causing so much conversation, and yeah. this is exactly what they needed because that's what's missing from DC's multiverse. Is no one gives a shit because it's just like well, all yeah. No good. I was just gonna say that like it. It's. So frustrated with the things that don't make sense and the things that are not cohesive and the things that are like sloppy and the things that like you can tell are them just trying to like smash a square peg into a round hole. Whereas Marvel very carefully takes their time and makes sure that everything fits together. And like where DC's just like, um, yeah, Joker has uh, gold fronts for some reason and a shitload of tattoos and he drives a Ferrari. Uh, why? I don't fucking know. And like they, they just, it just I, is. I guess we could talk about why I think all, all that works, but that's all the conversation. Uh, oh yeah. no, I think it all, I think it all works too. Yeah, but like there's, like it's, it's actually like I heard so many people say that they didn't like Jared Leto's performance. I actually didn't mind it. Like I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was an interesting take. But like so many people, like, but that's DC fans though, man. They did the same shit with Heath Ledger. They were just like, oh, he's fucking, oh, this is a bad idea. He's gonna be doing bad. It with he's Robert, be horrible. They're doing it with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I think he, yeah, whatever. I think it'll be great. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like the, the the conversation that's coming up when it comes to the DC shows is not, ooh, this is exciting. What does it mean for the future? It's largely, outside of Superman and Lois, why am I still watching this show? Yeah. <laughs> why am I still watching this? Or why did I go see this? Yeah. How do you, I mean, I, that, I, that's a question for another episode, but how do you fix that shit? But, I don't know. Um, I don't you know. Let whoever's, yeah. Yeah, who, let whoever's running Superman and Lois just get free range over the other properties <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at, the, at this rate, that, that seems like the only acceptable thing. Yeah. You may, you may, well, actually, don't let him have the Flash again because it was bad when he had the Flash. But in terms of other, other heroes, like, yeah, yeah, have at it. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll call it we'll call it an episode on Loki yeah. because I do want to get into Black Widow here before we uh, we close up uh, close up shop for the night. Um, 
There'll be more conversation about Loki in the future, of course, because we're going to see the ramifications in these next series. In fact, it totally sets up the what if, which is really, really dope. So, like, I'm super excited about the what if. I know you guys are as well. So we'll definitely talk about that once that comes out, too. We'll we'll do another wonderful podcast where we talk geeky and nerdy things. But thank you so much, everybody out there, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, Continue to share with your friends, with your family, uh, with other people that you... Uh, would like to know about all of our geeky and nerdy things. Remember, check us out at AwesomeCon. We will be there August the 22nd. Our panel starts at 1045. It is in room 103. Come check us out. It'll be myself, MC Brooks, James Rambo, and our special guest, Ulysses E. Campbell. We may even see if we can get some of our other um, contributors to hop on like via Skype or something like that so they can say hi and, and weigh in as well. No promises. Uh, but for all of us, no promises. I don't know how the tech's <laughs> going to work. We're going to give it a shot and see how it works. Yes, no promises is a... Yeah, thank you, Mr. Rambo. Thank you for that... Uh, that uh, I can't even remember the word now. My brain stopped working. Um, what are those things called that you put like at the end of a commercial? Um, thank you. God yep. damn. Freaking cold medicine is just killing me here. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you all very, very much. We appreciate you. Tune in the next episode. We're talking Black Widow next. Uh, And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!